This is the Kingdom Link Podcast. Wherever you are, whatever your age, no matter your calling, we invite you to join the Kingdom Link. Now let's get connected with a brand new podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you back today for the continuation of our series of Kingdom Strategies. Dad, I don't know about you, but I've been really enjoying this series uh, with releasing the first episode in Ephesus. I was really glad to dive deep into it, and I'm excited to see where it's going next. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Smyrna. Smyrna. That's a fun word. That is a fun word. Smyrna. Yeah. And and, and the, the strategy we're going to be looking at is having victory over fear. Victory over fear. And uh, uh, I think it's a very important letter that's written to this church. And if you want to understand the letters and their place and revelation and all that, go back to the Ephesus podcast where we cover the significance of the letters and everything right. uh, that would help you understand so right. you can go back. Um, so Smyrna was a port city that lay at the at the bay of Smyrna off of, of the Aegean Sea, just north of Ephesus, some 40 miles or so. It was a very wealthy and prosperous city because it was a port city, because mm-hmm. of its location. Um, it was also claimed to fame was that Homer, the, um, the, the writer, the famous writer, Homer was there, um, was, was born there. It is the only one of the seven churches that still exist as a major city today and is the third largest city in Turkey, um, Izmir. That's named Izmir. Mm. It is known to have distinguished schools, philosophy, learning centers, pagan temples, huge arenas that were built for uh, sporting events. Uh, it, 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 It was a... Very prosperous city with a large, had a huge market for that day. So people come from all over, from different nationalities, different cultures, uh, to come visit this beautiful city. It is one of the oldest cities in all the world that it is known because it was founded as a Greek colony more than a thousand years before Christ. It exchanged hands from one battle, one king to another, uh, uh, one king captured and destroyed it in 600 B.C. and just razed the city to nothing. Uh, Smyrna then came back into existence around 300 years later. And Alexander the Great, when he began to conquer the then-known world, established Greek dominance in Smyrna and made Smyrna a very thriving port that continued to grow under Roman rule. The city was proud of their allegiance with the Romans. Uh, they were proud. They were a proud city because it was beautiful. Historians tell us that Smyrna was the most beautiful of all cities under the sun. Tyana, uh, Paulinus of Tyana, uh, said that. And, it, and it, it, is, it is known for its beauty and its wonder. They tell us that when you sail into Smyrna port, when you would sail in, you would, you would, you're on a boat, you would look up and there would be great uh, hills, mountains around you. Overlooking the port of Smyrna is Mount Pegasus. And, and all this mountain was covered with beautiful homes, intentionally laid out streets. They even had paved streets. Hmm. Paved streets. This was a very right. modern, uh, very uh, prosper, progressive. progressive, prosperous city. It was in that mountain that pushed its way up uh, uh, that you would begin to look and you would see they had temples on the top of it and they had all these different uh, buildings and walls and things and they called it the crown of Smyrna. Hmm. The mountain was known. That's its crown. Right. And uh, so that is kind of like an overview of what Smyrna was at that Mm -hmm. time. Very prosperous. Right. Beautiful. Very wealthy. Wealthy and beautiful and educated they were the upper crust right very proud about what they had and then we come to the issue of the church you know there's not a lot written in scripture about smyrna on the other hand when we talked about ephesus there was, there was a, a book ex- there, there, yeah 
There's a book written to the, mm-hmm. the Ephesians, and it was such a prominent church, and we know who the pastors were. We know, And so this letter was written to the angel of the church of Smyrna. We don't know who that pastor was. We don't know who their bishops were. Right. We do not know very much about Smyrna, but it is only found in Scripture in two places, mm. Revelation one eleven when it talks about the seven churches, mm-hmm. and then Re- Revelation 2 and 8 where it is the letter to Smyrna. So we... We know a lot about its history, mm-hmm. so that would tell us this is the kind of place that is having this kind of church. Right. And then we read through the letter, and we'll find out kind of the character right. of the church as Jesus writes the letter. Um, so it is a very interesting place. Right, exactly. So in our previous episode, we talked about the battle without and the battle within. Right. Smyrna definitely had a battle without. Yes, that did. means on the outside of the four walls of the church. The pagan protector deity of Smyrna was known as Mother Goddess Cybele. Mother Goddess Cybele. Mm-hmm. If you remember in our Ephesus episode that we talked about, it was Goddess Diana. Right. Well, the same Goddess Diana in Ephesus is Mother Goddess Cybele here in mm-hmm. Smyrna. Mm-hmm. It's the same demon it's just a different name. Right. It is the same situation, the same perverse worship, the same idolatry, just under a different name. You, you know, one thing is very common is the worship of goddesses all through that era at that time, mm-hmm. that there was a pagan goddess, a, a woman structure that was very prominent. Right, absolutely. This is something that I personally think I've heard it a few times, is that when major moves of God are about to enact, mm-hmm. that culture tries to demasculate the culture. Yeah. And the reason I think that is because I look at, in the book of Exodus, Yes, when, when Moses was about to come out, when he was born, yeah. what did Pharaoh do? He tried to have the death of all of the male children to and under. Wow. To, to emasculate the, the Jews. To take away the men... Mm-hmm. He didn't try to kill the females or the daughters. He wanted mm-hmm. to kill the men. Mm-hmm. Well, then what happens when Jesus is about to be born? Yeah. The same exact thing. Herod wants to kill all of the male children to and under to yeah. stop this rising Messiah. Yeah. And again, when we're talking about the culture in these past cities and past cultures and past churches, you can see the correlation to today. Mm-hmm. Can you not see that this world is trying to demasculate the men of this culture. And then also to masculate women. Exactly. It, the exactly. Very, the very thing that they detest in men, now they're celebrating in women. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy uh, notion that has been so... Uh, in history, you go back in history, that's not the case. That's not the case in what men are and what our natures are and what women are and what their natures are. Right. And there is a push, and I believe it's the same demon, mm-hmm. the same spirit absolutely, that was working in these churches, mm-hmm. the same Greek goddesses that was pushed by the same demonic force is, is at work. Absolutely. What we have to understand is that the devil can't come up with any new tricks. No. All of his devices can be summed up under three things. The okay. pride of the flesh, the pride of the eyes, or the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of pride life. Pride of life. All <laughs> sin falls under those three things. Good point. And so when you look at, again, what Smyrna was dealing with, and if it's the same goddess of Ephesus, and with this new mother goddess, Cybele, you can understand if you don't quite understand, go back to Ephesus and listen to that. Listen to what perversion, what nastiness was going on there. And the same thing is going on. It's going on here in Smyrna. And you could correlate that to today. Yes. Everything is going on just the same. Mm. You know, she was known and she was depicted on their coins. So she was connected to their money. Yeah. Again, another correlation that I say is that this perversion, you know, this addiction to lust and everything like Mm -hmm. that, it's always going to have a tie into money. But that's somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Mm -hmm. But she is depicted on their coins as sitting on a throne wearing a prominent crown. Mm -hmm. Smyrta likes their symbolicness of crowns. That's what the whole mountain is. Exactly. It's the crown of Smyrna. And the whole city was considered to be a statue of this goddess. Mm -hmm. She wears a crown. Mm -hmm. They call it the crown of Smyrna. Mm -hmm. 
so it's the correlation just ties in exactly with it. Yes. Now, a crazy other thing is that the Greeks also worship another aspect of this goddess. Mm-hmm. And her name was Nemesis. Now, say that word again. Nemesis. We all, that's a word we hear today. Absolutely. You know, that you hear it in sports, in sports you hear it in anything, you know. Politics. It's someone you don't like, that's their nemesis. Yeah, they're they're a nemesis. So she was displayed as an agent of divine, now I'm saying that in quotation, obviously, divine punishment. So she would act as revenge. That was the word that would best describe Nemesis. Mm -hmm. She was remorseless. She was evil. She did not care who you were. Mm -mm. She was an agent of revenge and retribution. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was believed that the gods back then kept what was called a little black book. Mm. Yeah. And if you were added to their hit list in their little black book, if you crossed them in any which way, if you didn't please her, if you didn't submit to her, if you didn't cater her or you didn't worship her, that nemesis was the one that was sent to make you pay. That's right. That she was the one sent to attack you. She was the winged messenger of retaliation. Yeah. She would seek out those who did her wrong and bring them to justice. Say that again. This is this is the spirit of Nemesis. And, and by the way, Nemesis started in the city. Mm-hmm. There was a cult that started, though there had some other depictions in other countries and it's named different things, and you can go look that up uh, at some point in time. But all evidence points to Smyrna is where this main cult formed nemesis absolutely she would seek you out for yeah. doing her wrong and to bring you justice. to justice to get justice but what i find so under uh so interesting about this mm-hmm. is if nemesis was the one sent to bring you to justice who defined justice that's right and who defined who did her wrong yeah yeah but anyway so this goddess of retribution seeks out vengeance on those who commit evil mm-hmm. or accepting undeserved good fortune. Yeah, if something if somebody was they come into a lot of money or mm-hmm. they're very prosperous and other folks didn't like it, the nemesis was said to come and bring rest, retribution mm-hmm. on that person. Man, that kind of sounds like IRS. <laughs> <laughs> So let it be known. Yeah. We are not saying the IRS is nemesis. But we see a correlation. But if the shoe fits. mm. Uncle Sam might be wearing it. Yeah. Smyrna would organize games and dedicate them to nemesis. Yes. To this goddess of retribution. Yeah. The city, it was known to have a large stadium reportedly to seat almost 25,000 people. Wow. So large, bloodthirsty mobs would gather to see the sacred contest in honor of Nemesis. Mm. So it, they were known for the worship of Nemesis yeah. and the mother goddess Cybele, or goddess Diana. And the crown would wear garland. Sorry, the crowd would wear garland crowns on mm. their heads to signify their allegiance to the this pagan deity. That they worshipped. Here's something that we want to set you up. Listeners, we want to set you You need to stay tuned to the end of this podcast because the significance of the message of the crown mm-hmm. is going to be carried out Absolutely. in a victory for Smyrna. Uh, well, if it's mentioned this many times, yeah. this is what's so important about diving deep into Scripture mm-hmm. because understanding, like you said, Smyrna's only mentioned twice in the Bible. But thank, thankfully, we have a lot of records and access to history. Absolutely. That we can be, begin to uncover what is known. Because we wouldn't know any of this. Yeah. We wouldn't know. We no. would just know a few things that Jesus had John write. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we wouldn't know all of this backstory, mm-hmm. all of this setup that's going to tie into some few things that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But back to Nemesis. In the Roman world, Nemesis was tied to the state religion known as imperial or emperor worship. Now, so Rome and Nemesis went hand in hand. So you have a state religion. Mm-hmm. You have a state religion, which we talked about briefly, I believe, last week, our last last episode. But you have a state religion, and you, you have a female deity 
that's out to get retribution. Right. Connected to a state religion. Mm-hmm. My. But notice it wasn't something that just a little small cult group was following. Yeah. This is huge. Nemesis was able to acquire people that would fill a 25,000 person stadium. Yeah. This was a mass following in Smyrna. And they would all sit in this stadium with garland type literally crowns on, on their, their heads, heads chanting and they there was a mob mad, man, mentality. They they also uh it is recorded that they were uh this were gladiators would fight. This is where uh bloodthirsty bloodthirsty that they aggression, would aggression very aggressive gnawing at the teeth. And we're going to learn a little bit later about more about this when we study the church there at Smyrna and the letter. So let's get into the letter. Mm-hmm. We've kind of laid a foundation about the city, the town, and its culture that they were fighting and they were battling. They were battling pride. That's a big thing. Absolutely. They were battling these pagan deities that are driven by demonic forces. And Jesus says, under the angel of the church in Smyrna, write these things. Remember, there's always three things in every letter. Mm-hmm. The revelation or the right. proclamation of Jesus Christ, the problem that is addressed, and, the, and promise. the promise that is given. So here is the proclamation and the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, write these things, saith the first, the foremost, the prominent, the high-ranking, the best, the superior, and the last, which means he's coming after all others. All others, when it comes to space mm-hmm. or when it comes to time, he is there and he is was dead and is alive. So the revelation of Jesus Christ to this church. Now, let's just declare it right now. What Smyrna is going to be known for is suffering. Right. Smyrna is called the suffering church. Right. Amen. That, that'll go good on your logo design. Yeah. You know, your, well, your branding. One thing that I find so interesting Mm-hmm. is that you said the city of Smyrna is the only city that's still there today Yeah, in current history. That's true. So if we tie that, that Smyrna and suffering go hand in hand, Yeah. what was it that Jesus said when the last days are coming? That there will be tribulation. Right. There is going to be suffering. Yeah. Suffering is still happening. People are suffering right now. Absolutely. Harshly. And so suffering is... A promise to us. Yeah. It is known. This life is not easy. This kingdom is not an easy one. But understanding that if we can make it. Yeah. And if we can get through this problem, like you said. Yeah. There's a promise on the other hand. There's a promise on the other side. If we can overcome. Just because. Yeah. Just because suffering is still standing. Yeah. We can get over that. You know, it's interesting. If I can tag into what you said about the city. He, Jesus said, I'm the first and the last. Mm Mm-hmm. This city is one of the oldest cities Absolutely. that is known, and it still is in existence today. Mm-hmm. So before that city was, yep, he, was. he was. When this city will cease to exist, he'll still be. He there. will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, the point is, he is alive Absolutely. and he's faithful. He is a faithful God who is alive. The Greek grammar in this text, Jesus is simply saying it like this. He says, I am the first, the last, the dead, and the alive. Jesus is the first, and he's the last. The th- same thing was said in Revelation one eleven, mm-hmm. where Jesus said, I'm an alpha and omega, the first and the last. You look at the Old Testament, you will find the same kind of references about God being, Isaiah's got several of Absolutely. them. I am the first and the last. So Jesus, to a, a Hebrew mind, mm-hmm. he is equating himself right as the Jehovah of the Old Testament. Mm. I think one of the greatest quotes to help our finite minds understand God was by C.S. Lewis. That was to say, if you were to take a piece of paper and draw a line on that piece of paper, mm-hmm. and that line would represent all of eternity, mm-hmm. from the beginning of time to the very end, you must understand that God is the piece of paper in which time was written on. <laughs> I like that. So to see that in your oh, mind man, of like that, that Jesus is saying, I am the first and the last. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I was there before anything was, and mm. I'll be there when it's all said and done. So here's the message to you right now. If you're going through something, if you're suffering, if you're dealing with something, he's there. Mm-hmm. He was there before your pain. He'll be with you in your pain. 
and he'll be there after the pain is gone. He'll be. This reminds me of the story of Job so yeah. much. Yeah. Is that we think. And again, our finite carnal minds that what we are going through is the worst thing that anyone has ever gone through. But if we understand it in the way that Job did, is Mm -hmm. that nothing came to me that did not go through the fingertips of God. Right. The harder the battle I face, as long as I'm staying true to God's word and his will in the kingdom. Right. Just means I'm that much of an adversary to the enemy. Yeah. Just that much that that Satan would try to test me. So as long as suffering is still there and still attacking me, I must be doing something good. Amen. And you know what really, really makes the devil aggravated? And God knew this when he made man. He made man a little lower than the angels. Mm Mm-hmm. The angels are a higher being of right. intelligence. Of course, or, he was. Yep, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. And now we have this humanity mm-hmm. that is living in victory, yep. though they may be suffering, living mm-hmm. in victory, though they may have a, 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 an attack of the enemy. They're living in victory, mm-hmm. and and so so I I I think about this. Jesus has written a letter to the church. He dictates it to John. John then sees that it gets to the church. Can you imagine? Here's the pastor standing up on Sunday morning and he is about to address the crowd and he says, I have a letter from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. I want to hear what that says. Absolutely. And here's what it says. Well, I, again, I like to think of in the visual terms. I like to put a picture in my mind. Yeah. So how I see it, just like you were describing here, is that they have received a letter that came from the mouth of God that right. put it in writing by John on a prison island. And so, obviously, just how the letter got to you is a miracle. That's crazy, yes. But you have a letter, and I see just this little church in a building that is surrounded by a mob mentality. Yeah, by this nemesis that's saying this church is against anything that we are yeah. uh, seeking retribution against this church. And the pastor gets up and says... These things saith the first and the last, which mm-hmm. was dead and alive. Jesus is Alpha and Omega, the beginning mm-hmm. and ending. And I could just hear that rattling outside, uh, but that's what's going on on yeah, the inside that, of the church. And they're excited about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're excited about verse 9. Well. When he says, I know thy works. I understand what you're doing. I know what you're going through. I know your works and tribulation. Right. I know the oppressive state. I know the mental anguish. I know the social outcast that you are. I know your economic adversity. I I know you're pressing together. That's what the word really means, affliction Mm -hmm. and distress. I know this. And he didn't stop there. And he says, and I know your poverty. Mm. This is not a mega church. This is is not a church that is in the rich vein of the city. And uh, they're the church on the other side of the tracks. Right. They're the church that is, you know, like you said, uh, poverty. They're seen as the recluse. Uh-huh. And, 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 okay, I know you don't have a big bank account, and I know you feel like that you uh, are destitute and just hanging on to survive, but then he says, but thou art rich. Mm. He says, you think that you're poor, and you may be poor in this world's goods, and you may not be living on the hill right. with the fancy homes right. and all of this, but I want you to know that you are rich. I call you rich, mm-hmm. poor to this world's good, but rich in character, rich, rich in perseverance, mm-hmm. rich in being faithful to God. And then he says, I know the blaspheme, the blasphemy. I know the abuse and the slander from them which they, they are Jews and they are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Okay, now that's, he, a, that's a phrase right ooh, there. That is calling them that, out. That's a smack in the face right yes, there. Yes, it is. Now, uh, in, in my opinion... I think what he's talking about is I think he's talking about Jewish believers that are in this church. Mm-hmm. And they say that they are uh, true Christians, he said, but they're slandering them. They're talking bad about them. Anybody here listening, you know, anybody ever said anything bad about you, slandered right. you? Mm-hmm. And he says, Smyrna, I know this. Mm-hmm. I know you're you're dealing with blasphemy of those that are of the synagogue of Satan. Mm. Mm. Bishop Walls writes, and uh, because Smyrna comes from the word myrrh, 
and myrrh is used in the embalming of the dead. Mm. And, and Which so, is funny because <laughs> Smyrna was known for their beauty. Their beauty. Yet the root word comes from embalming fluid. Embalming fluid. It's a, it's a, but here's what Bishop Walls writes in his book of Revelation, by the way. There will be a link mm-hmm. in our uh, show notes or in the below that you can order this book. Do yourself a favor and make yeah. Revelation just a tad bit easier for you to understand and yes. get this commentary. Get his commentary on Revelation. Uh, we'll, we'll have that in every episode that we're dealing with kingdom strategies. But this is what he says, quote, in order for myrrh to give off its fragrance, it has to be crushed. Mm. In this, we see the connection with the troubles through which the church must pass as ordained by the Lord. Smyrna would feel the crush of the Roman heel as it persecuted the church period, even to death. Yet, as it always has, when it is crushed, Mm. the church gave off sweet fragrance and refused to lie down and die. Instead of stopping, the church began to spread that much more. Unquote. I like that. You know, the church is dealing with oppressive attack, mental attack, emotional and economic attack, social attack, they were in the pressure of a vice, they were dealing with more anxiety and more attacks than we can imagine, so think nemesis. They were not getting, they were in the black book of the gods. Right. They were on the bad list of nemesis. And so the Lord continues in uh, verse 10, in Revelation 2 and verse 10. Mm -hmm. In Revelation 2 and 10, it says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Mm. Don't Fear. worry about what you're going to suffer. Here, here's, the, here's the thing that's coming to the strategy and the overcoming. Mm-hmm. The real thing they're facing is not nemesis. Right. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear. And notice what he says there. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Mm-hmm. Not that you may suffer, mm-hmm. that you could suffer. He says, no, suffering is going to be there. Uh-huh. You just don't have to fear it. Yep. Because behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. Uh, that's some shouting words right there. Yeah. Some of you are going to go to prison. Mm-hmm. That ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. So you're going to go to prison. You're going to suffer. So what he's saying is... You're going to be tried, and you're going to have tribulation. More suffering's coming. Mm-hmm. Just hey, wait. y'all. <laughs> you're known as the city of suffering. Yeah. More suffering is on More your way. More suffering is on its way. To the fact you're going to prison, you will be tried, mm-hmm. and you will receive tribulation. But be thou faithful unto death. You may even die. Some of you are not going to see the end of this, mm-hmm. but I will give thee a crown <laughs> of life. There's that word. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what the Lord said I'll give you. Absolutely. You're on my side. I've got you. This world may pervert the crown. Yeah. But, but there's one waiting for you. For you. I have a crown. Mm-hmm. Somebody hear this tonight. Amen. Or today, whenever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. I have a crown for you. To that person that's dealing with suffering, mm-hmm. feels like you cannot take any more. Jesus yeah. said, fear none of those things. Yeah. Suffering is going to come. It was promised to the church in Smyrna mm-hmm. that was doing everything that they could. But if you have the ability to be fearless, amen, even unto death, faithful and fearless, we are so blessed in this nation. We are because we don't have to see all of this hate against religion as of yet, or this persecution of religion. Yeah, I do want to share you a story. Uh, we are seeing a just a trickle, uh, maybe a stream, a persecution against the church. I read a story in Charisma Magazine just this last week or so of a lady in Alaska who was a a prominent principal in the school, Mm -hmm. received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Her family turned against her. Long story short, Mm -hmm. they were estranged, and her family was so mad and upset that they sent state troopers and the state troopers picked her up and carried her to a mental hospital where she was, without her consent, wow. subjected to uh, 
all the tests, mm-hmm. all the, and they even gave her drugs right. to try to evaluate her wow. and, and, and everything like that. That's in, that's not in China. That's, no. that's not in Communist Sudan. Communist Russia or anything. No, that's in America. Mm-hmm. And if we don't think that we're not going to suffer sometime for his name. Right. Well, it we, says it in Revelation 2 and 10. You are dealing with suffering yes. now. We think that low Wi-Fi and and not having our Oreos <laughs> or whatever on time. Suffering is on its way. Yes. Tribulation is on its way. It is. Read and it in the book. Jesus said it multiple times that in the last days it's going to be hard and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But if you'll be faithful unto death. Amen. They you know, might think they have a crown on this earth. They but, might think they have a crown right. to worship Nemesis and to worship Cybele. But I have a crown for you that will be greater mm. than any crown they could ever. Doesn't fade away. Mm-mm. Well, you know, uh, there's a scripture we often t- quote about, uh, you know, they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people stop there. But it also says, and they love not their life mm. unto death. Right. They were willing to lay down their life. Right. The apostle Peter, it is reported, refused to be crucified yep. standing up because he felt that he was not worthy mm-hmm. to be in the same kind of cross as, as Jesus. Jesus Christ. Right. I mean, these these people today that are suffering and, and around our world in, in, in places that, that we don't even know, Christians are very much under the pressure. Yeah. But the same spirit of nemesis that was in Smyrna yep. is in now in America. Mm-hmm. It's at work right now in America. We just need to pull out the bullhorn if we can yeah. to alert as many people as we possibly can that this is not new. This no. outrage that's going out, yep. this wokeness, yep. this, uh, this anger that we see, yes. this fury over just everything. The cancel culture. Cancel culture. You can talk about whatever. Gender, identity, sexual orientation, yes. abortion, all of the racism. All of these are such hot topics. But all of these brew and stem from the exact same demon that yes. was going on in Smyrna, that was yes. going on in Ephesus, all the way back to the the beginning of time. When, right. when man sinned and when Cain killed Abel, right. this all goes back down to sin. Well, in our country, as long as our country was a basic moral country right. in its general thinking, mm-hmm. as long as we had the gospel as being centric, and then all of a sudden we begin to say we're not a Christian nation, mm-hmm. we begin to put God out of our politics, right. we put God out of everything else. It's, isn't it amazing we put God out until we have a 9-11, until we think, well, we need God. We put God out of football mm-hmm. until we got a guy laying on the football field Then we got that's people dying, praying on ESPN for and him. And then we want to go and pray. But it's time for the church to stand up, and here's how we stand up against it. Fear none of these things. Right. The spirit is about intimidating. Mm-hmm. The message here is things can get worse. But don't be afraid. Right. You will suffer, but don't be afraid. What's so interesting about the Bible is if you will look up the phrase, fear not. Uh, Two words, fear not. It is found 365 times. You think the Lord wants us to get the the message? (laughs) Every day you can find a brand new verse that tells us to fear not. Hear it. Hear it. Amen. Because what's so crazy is that is Satan's number one tool. Yes, it is. That is his number one tool. Because what is the Christian's greatest strength? That is our faith. That is. Our faith in God is our greatest weapon besides his word that he's given us. But we can't enact the word without the faith. Right. So what Satan uses in his number one tool is the thing that would attack our number one strength. Fear is the cancellation of faith. Yeah, it is. And so if we want to have the abolishment of fear, it comes with faith in God. Yep, and remembering mm-hmm. from the very beginning, he said, I'm faithful. Absolutely. I'm the first and the last. I was dead, but I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I conquered death. 
hell in the grave. You know, that's the, the inference behind all of that. And, and he says, you are going to conquer fear. Mm-hmm. And brothers and sisters, if Smyrna conquered fear, then wherever you are, mm-hmm. you can too. To the person that is in the most mob-like city, yes, town, you yes. have a culture that is against you. You have a culture that is attacking you. You fear that your church doors may never be open. Fear not. Fear not. And he says, you know, they're going to try you. Jesus is aware of what's coming. This is this junk that we're we're seeing in our world mm-hmm. today, and the rise of these uh, pagan gods that is coming up right now. Uh, Jesus is saying, "I know that it's yep. coming. I know yep. that." But the Bible is full of story after story after story, like the message you said about the the words "fear not," mm-hmm. and the message is, "You can make it." Absolutely, you can make it. Absolutely, he would not put it in his word. Jesus, uh, Jesus said, if it were not so, I would not have told you. Right Now, I understand that he was talking about heaven in that scenario, but we can take that scripture and use it for all of the word. If mm-hmm. it were not true, he would not say it. That's right. Because that's what scripture is. It says, I am the word. Jesus was the word made flesh. Right. So we know all of scripture to be true. Now, now how many times did you say it was fear not? 365 times so that the Bible references every, the term fear not. You know, people say that's every day mm-hmm. that he has a fear not for us. If he only put it one time. That was enough. It was enough. Mm-hmm. But he put it in there multiple times so right. you and I can you and I can deal with that. You think he was trying to get us to get the memo? I think, I think we ought to get the message. Mm-hmm. Get the message. I can remember one time talking about fear not. Uh, Sister Gill and I went to the Philippines. And we spent three months in the Philippines with the missionary there, and they came back to the states, and it was quite the trip. We uh, were right in the middle of a coup um, when they were trying to oust Corazon Aquino. That's been back in a day, but um, <clears throat> we went with the missionary on a on a trip over to some of the other islands, and we were in the. My wife and I called them the Kamikaze. Right. airlines because they the way they have to land into these islands is it's they rough. have to come in they have to come in at a very steep angle mm-hmm. uh, you were there right and they have to come in they land a stick and the particular plane we were in is rattling and shaking and uh, you know I'm holding sister Gill's hands and I'm, I'm I'm holding them and we go both got white knuckles and we're praying and interceding and seeking God and here is a uh, missionary Grant sitting next to us, reading a paper with his leg crossed. And I said, I "said brother, are you not afraid?" And he said, "When it's my time, it's my time. Mm. Everything's going to be all right." There comes with a piece of knowing that. Yeah, there is a and subtle it, piece. Uh, it's it's a little unnerving. Yeah, to understand mortality, but the piece that missionary Grant everything's going to be all right. It's okay. It's okay. Um, then he said to the church in Smyrna, Jesus did, ye shall have tribulation 10 days. Right. There's a great debate over what that is among scholars. Well, you know, whether it's about the, uh, the 10 brutal emperors of Rome from Nero to, uh, Diocletian, uh, whether significance about the Bible, you know, number 10 and what that means and completeness and, and, uh, you know, the, and one the, less than 11, one less than 11, one more than nine. But here's what I look at this and what, what the Lord spoke to me in that is that here's the principle. There's a limit mm-hmm. to the suffering, right? Suffering will not always last forever. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've done when, you know, in my studies is that everywhere you find suffering in scripture, in the new Testament, you look around, you're going to find glory. It's never separated. But you can find glory without suffering, but you can never find suffering without glory. That's a great hope. Oh, absolutely. That's a great hope. And so here again, he said, be thou faithful unto death. We've already talked about that, and I'll give you the crown of, of life. And uh, um, I, I think about, we mentioned, we have mentioned it, but I want to deal with a little bit about the present-day spirit of nemesis that you and I are dealing with in America. Mm-hmm. This, this goes out around... Uh, other nations, I realize, listen to this, but I can speak for America. And with it being the powerhouse that it is, yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to say that America is the 
biggest, baddest dog out there. <laughs> but that well, comes with a price. You know, it is. That and, we're paying in this present day. Well, especially when we have pulled away from God. When right. we have when we have pulled away from God as a nation, right. and we have. Well, the absence of God is the presence of sin. Yes. And and but but I think Romans chapter one speaks very expressly about where America is. And it is it, you see in Romans chapter one the passive wrath of God, right. and He says, uh, "You want you want to do that? You want to have all that? Mm-hmm. I'll give you over to it. I'll give that to you." Right. And so then that lust, that passion, that perversion mm-hmm. takes them over. Absolutely. Well, I was doing a little bit of studying on the powerhouse that I can say like I was referring to America, that Rome was in its day. Very similar. Rome was the biggest, the baddest, the meanest, the toughest. Mm-hmm. But there was a few key things that happened before the fall of Rome. One was the acceptance of homosexuality, mm-hmm. the push for homosexuality. Mm-hmm. The second was the acceptance and the promotion of transgenderism. Mm-hmm. We like to think that's a new thing. That is not. not a new thing. It's the same devil, just with a different face. Mm-hmm. And what happened right before the fall, which I'm afraid that I can see America going that way, is the promotion of pedophilia. Mm. How far would we go? I mean, when you when you begin to remove these these morals mm-hmm. that have been in the world for hundreds and thousands of years, right. and I'm saying this is what marriage is, this is what this mm-hmm. is. Well, well, if you don't agree with that now, mm-hmm. if you don't agree, it's that mob. It's, it, it, it's, it's that nemesis You're spirit. on a hit list. It says, you are on the hit list. Right. I'm going to go after you if you don't agree. And it can't be that you just have a different idea. Right. It's that we're going after you. Absolutely. And, and, and it's not, again, it's not the people. There is a demonic there force. There is a right spirit. Now that is at work today. Mm-hmm. And the church's response has got to be, I'm not going to be afraid of that. Right. We, I'm not going to be afraid of that. I've got to trust God and preach his word. And when you see this vengeful justice today, mm-hmm. it's not justice. No. It's mob rule. Well, like I was saying, when it came to Cybele, when she was the goddess of justice, or with Nemesis being the goddess of justice as well, who defined justice? Who defines that? You were stating about how this country has gone away and lost its state of morals. Mm-hmm. Yet they say they have morals. And I'm not going to be afraid to reference C.S. Lewis again. when he, Because we know that that man was an atheist. Okay. C.S. Lewis was an atheist before he became a devout Christian. And when asked why he made the change from mm-hmm. being an atheist to a Christian. Mm-hmm. He said, I understood if good morals did not come from a higher being, then how could man dictate what was good and what was bad? Yeah. When we have Who a nation that? that takes away the authority and the power to determine what yeah. is good and bad, mm. and we leave it up to man to decide what is good and bad, you have a bunch of Adam and Eves eating fruit that they were told not to eat. Yes. You have a bunch of Cain's killing their brother, Abel. Anarchy sits in. You have the type of people that God had to repent over when he was on the mount with Moses. And I wonder today what the Lord is thinking when he looks over at America that for years was the missionary uh, launching pad for all kinds of denominations. Absolutely. You know, that this is where, and I read uh, a George Barna poll that he said, now... America, United States has become the biggest and most needed mission field of our day. Mm -hmm. America. I believe in that report, he says, and you can look it up online and and check out George Barna in his his polls, but he said some 30, I think it's 39%, if my memory serves me right, I don't have those notes before me, but some 30 some odd percent of so-called Christians believe that reincarnation is true goodness okay and and the enemy comes in in such a way that all of a sudden now we have this 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 cancel i'm going to cancel you i'm going to put you down and if we're not careful that spirit can get in the church and we begin to retaliate with the same kind of thing we retaliate with 
we're going to pray, and we're not right. going to be afraid. Right. We're still going to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. still going to stand on the word, because it's true. Absolutely. Well, like you said, the church can respond in a way that is unbiblical and unchristian. Like I believe that there are yes. two ways that the church could respond, but they would be the wrong ways of responding. One was, like you said, we could be the same spirit just flipped against them. We're going to come mm-hmm. with this mob mentality. Oh, well, by God, if you're not doing this, you're going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. The pit of fire is going to be upon you, mm. and you're just you. doing something that's just, you're punching at the wind because it's not helping mm-hmm. anything. Or the church would be like a dog between its legs worrying about every single thing. Are we going to get canceled for this? Mm-hmm. If we post this on our Facebook, what's that message going to put right. out? We're trying to micromanage the church yeah. in a way that's not going to help the church be the church and yeah. the mission of the church. And but like you said, our the weapons of our warfare are not guns. No, they're not. They are not swords. They are they are not because we're not fighting flesh. Yeah. We're fighting principalities and powers. And our effort here on this podcast is to show this is not a new phenomenon. This is not a food, a new idea of all the stuff that is going on. Mm-hmm. It's just simply when we have a when we push God out, mm-hmm. something's going to take its place. The book of Revelation, specifically the second chapter, when we're referring to in the seven churches and how we're tying it in this mm-hmm. series is exactly what this podcast stands for. Yeah. It is the kingdom link. Yeah. It is the fact that what is going on in this writing in Revelation mm-hmm. can be tied to exactly what is going on today. This isn't just for a minister that's in his 60s. This mm-hmm. isn't just for the pastor who's been fighting for years and years on this. Yes. They dealt with this in the 90s. They dealt they with this in the 80s. Before I was ever born, they dealt with this. And as long as the Lord tarries, they're going to deal with it when I'm dead and gone. Right. Because, like you said, and like we've said it before, suffering will be until God comes back and brings the victory to earth. Yes. And and, and look, I want to be clear about this as well. When we say suffering, we're not talking about somebody talking about you on Facebook. No. We're not talking about some, some kind of, because your coffee didn't get it done like you wanted it to be, or somebody cut yes. you off on the interstate, mm-hmm. or... Uh, you know, it's about the name of Jesus. Right. It's about the gospel of Jesus right. Christ. That's what this spirit hates. Mm-hmm. That's the back black list. Like you said, no one truly understands what tribulation of 10 days understands, but I love it. What you had to say is the principle is that there is a limit to that suffering. Yes. David would write in the psalmist, for his anger endureth but a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy. joy cometh in the joy morning. Joy comes in the morning. If I can quote, I like quoting just random stuff because my head can. I've got that gillism, so I've got useless <laughs> knowledge in my mind. And I'll quote a Batman movie: "The night is darkest just before the dawn." Right. Suffering is going to get worse more yep. than we could ever imagine, and some of us may die for the name of Jesus. But so be it. If the kingdom can produce and go forward through us, yes. because that is our goal. Because I understand whether I see Jesus come back in this life or I see him in heaven. Yeah. Both end up in me getting the victory as long as I stay faithful. Amen. You know, uh, and, and we're talking about kingdom strategies, taking old tactics and bringing new victories. There is a lot in Scripture about overcoming fear, and I just want to share just a little bit with it. When, and there's a very uh, familiar verse of Scripture that says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love mm-hmm. and a sound mind. Fear is hell's ultimate intimidator. Absolutely. It's Hell, his number one weapon. Hell wants to steal and destroy your faith, as you said. And as long as people live in fear, they will not live in faith. Right. And so Timothy was a young minister who evidently battled fear, and Paul told him some things that he needed to do. Mm -hmm. Remember the faith of your grandmother and your mother. Right. Connect to that older generation. Yes, that's Kingdom Link, Kingdom Link. (laughs) by the way. But remember history. Right. 
Our generation wants to forget history and deconstruct history. Right. And the Bible says, remember history. Right. Okay. That's why God put so much power and emphasis on honoring the elders. Mm-hmm. That victory came by the word of a testimony. Yes. That's why we go to our elders. Yes. I, I heard this. And I think this ties in just what you're talking about with Timothy and remembering his grandmother. There is a very prominent and really powerful chess player in Russia. I can't remember his name right offhand, and I probably couldn't pronounce it very well. However, (laughs) he was known as the greatest and the best chess player in Russia. Then he went up against a child from Norway, I believe it was. The child was no more than 10 or 11 years old, Mm -hmm. and they went for a long time to the point where this Russian chess player says, this is the greatest opponent that I've ever played against. Mm -hmm. He was in an interview, and he said, the interviewer was saying, well, what do you think of... I think his I think his name is Coleman. If I'll have to I'll have to recheck that. And he said, "What do you think of this young chess player?" Uh-huh. And he's like trying to get this out of him, trying to make this a bad thing. And the Russian chess player would then say, "It's his youth." Yeah. Well, we would think, well, that's a bad thing. That's mm-hmm. a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. But the Russian chess player was saying, "No, he is this good at a young age." Yeah. Because he has the ability, because in every chess match, everything is written down. Mm -hmm. So at a young age, this chess player was able to see every move that former chess players were able to do Mm. and use them at a young age to grow and improve his ability. So what this Russian chess player was saying, if he's that good now... yeah. Just wait till whenever he starts using his other stuff. So what I'm trying to get at is that because this young chess player was able to access things before his time, access tournaments that were played before he was born, to access moves that were done before he was born, he was able to advance. Mm. So tying that into spirituality, Timothy, at a young age, was able to do great things because he had a grandmother and a mother who battled things before he came around yeah. that he could tap into. Yeah, that's great. I think it's, that's why it's important to remember and to reflect on past things. I mean, I, I go back and I remember stories of my father and I remember stories that, that uh, miraculous things that God did in his life. Mm-hmm. But, but when Paul says to Timothy... He said something very powerful. I think sometimes we overlook, but he said, for God hath not given you. Mm. This spirit of fear does not come from God, but what does God give mm-hmm. us is the spirit of power, mm. the spirit of love, right. and the spirit of, of a sound mind. The spirit of fear, of fear attacks the believer to intimidate them in their God-given gift. Right. You don't have to have anything else. Nope. God's already given it to you. Mm-hmm. You just have to tell fear, right. no. Well, and like we said before, is that fear is the absence of faith. But Jesus just said, if you have the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, yes, itty bitty. Yep. If you just have an itty bitty faith, yeah, that's fear, all it takes. Fear can't be around when faith's around. That's exactly right. So. It's it's something that we can say. I refuse to be intimidated. So I'm 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 a, I'm gonna let holy boldness rise up within me. Hebrews writes thirteen and six, so that we may boldly say, "The Lord is my helper; I will not fear mm-hmm. what men shall do to me." Mm. Amen. So we can overcome. The strategy here is overcoming, right? Overcoming because God's faithful, mm-hmm. and my faith, right? I'll overcome. Then we get to the promise, coming up to the promise uh, to the church at Smyrna, and it says in Revelation 2 and 11, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says in the churches. He that overcometh mm. shall not be hurt of the second death. Right. Jesus gave Smyrna two promises. One, be faithful unto death, mm. and I'll give you a crown of life. And two, if you'll overcome fear, you will not suffer the second death. Well, what is a second death? The second death is the lake of fire. Right. It's hell. It's not the natural first death, but it is eternally lost 
right. without God. Mm-hmm. Our world don't like talk about that. Eternally lost. Everybody can go to heaven. Everybody's saved. Everybody this. Not according to the word. No. Do you know what it says about the, the lake of fire, that there's a group that is marching to there and going to the lake of fire? There's two things that lead the march, the parade to the lake of fire, and it is the fearful mm-hmm. and the unbeliever. Wow. The fearful and the unbeliever. Then there's a whole list of other things. But those that are leading the parade to the lake of fire is the fearful. Amen. So so our strategy is to overcome fear, regardless of nemesis, regardless of Art, Artemis, regardless of uh, uh, Diana, regardless of these other goddesses and gods, right. these other spirits. I love what someone said one time. I, I don't know who it was. I, I would love to give them credit. But they said, he who abandons himself to God mm. will never be abandoned by God. That's good. Faithful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes suffering doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And I know that a lot of people say, well, I wish I had an answer. Really? Would that, would that make it easier? Would it make it any easier? Right. Well, yeah, maybe it would. Well, maybe you really don't want to know the answer. Maybe you can't handle the answer. answer. You can't handle truth. (laughs) Sorry. Where's my button? I want my laugh button. We need the laugh button on that. Well, I think that the hard thing for the believer, it's powerful that you said that the two leading the parade to hell are the fearful and the unbeliever, Mm -hmm. is because to the Christian, uncertainty is an access for fear. Yes. We don't know what this life has for us. I don't know how many more days I have destined for me. I don't know what my time is. I don't know how much more I've got. And that's scary sometimes, but what it truly is, it's uncertain. Yes. I don't know the whole puzzle piece. God just gives me the next puzzle or he, I'm sorry. I don't know the no, the next puzzle. He just gives me the next puzzle piece. Right. I don't know the big picture and that's uncertainty. Mm -hmm. That's the mystery of life. It's the mystery of that. And that could get, if we allow it, it could become fear. Yes. But that's not what God's wanting us to do. No. I can be uncertain and be faithful. Amen. Just because I'm uncertain of what my next move is, or I, I don't understand why I'm going through this much suffering. I don't understand that. Just because I'm uncertain on that doesn't mean I have to be fearful. That's right. That is absolutely right. And, you know, we came through the pandemic. Good night. That was the biggest year of fear. Fear was the rage. Mm-hmm. Fear was the... and You felt it. You felt it. You know, we had some of our... The people that, that, that so blessed me during COVID, because our entire church was, was fantastic. God yeah. blessed us right. in, in, in that time. But we had one of our elders, one of our... Uh, in elders, I mean in age, but also in wisdom mm-hmm. and in spirit, make this statement. If that's, this had been 30 years ago, it would have passed through. We would have went on. And yes, there'd been people that died, but we would just went on. Right. But the fear that was perpetrated on right. America and mm-hmm. the world was demonic. Yes. It was demonic. Absolutely. And maybe by well-meaning people, right? well-meaning doctors and well-meaning right. government, you know, and all this kind of stuff, because we're living in a day where we want bubble wrap. Right. We don't want challenge. Well, it doesn't help that the bullhorn of media has a filter from hell on it. Yes. Agreed. That everything you see, every bit of social media, everything on the news, whether you watch CNN or Fox News, it doesn't matter. It's all wrong, in my opinion. It it's all ha- has an agenda that I don't agree with. Fear. And it's fear. That's Absolutely. what they pushed. Fear. Because that is Satan's number one tool. Yes, it is. Well, I believe that uh, there is a hope today. There is a hope for even a Smyrna who was being, you know, here's here's something that um, also was happening in those arenas, and I don't think we've mentioned this, but in those in that arena of 25,000 seat, they would also bring Christians to that mm-hmm. arena and loose lions on them. Right. You study in the, in the beginning of Nero's reign mm-hmm. in a lot of Roman arenas, and this one was one that history bears it out, that they would loose lions and they would loose beasts on Christians. 
And the only way they could save their life was to go and burn incense to the emperor. Worship the emperor. And say he's Lord. Mm-hmm. But many willingly knelt right. and accepted the beast fangs into their flesh and lay, laid down their life mm-hmm. for the Lord. Right. And we have such a, a, a mentality today is that if something happens to me, I'm not going to church. I get offended. I get wounded. I'm going to get bitter. Right. And the enemy is destroying them in their life on the inside. They may feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, right. my outrage is I'm a victim. My out, outrage has a reason. But I want to encourage you today. I'm going to encourage those of you that listen to this podcast. God's faithful. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. Right. To well, the church that was surrounded by fear. Yes. Jesus not only gave them one promise. Gave them two. He gave them two. God is faithful. Well, and I think that when you think of big picture like we are, and when we start talking about end times like we have been, Mm -hmm. it makes me get very frustrated whenever I hear someone talk about or I think of stories of people receiving church hurt over minimal things. Mm -hmm. And I just think of how pointless it is. And I think of how ridiculous it is yeah and i into the if i can say sissifying of the church <laughs> that's all that's the word i could that's the best word i could think of to that's we, like deep. <laughs> like you said it's that so and so said this i'm hurt i'm not going to church so and so didn't shake my hand the pastor didn't agree to what something I said, or the pastor said something that stepped on my toes, so I'm not going to church anymore, yeah. or I'm going to go to one that fits my standards. Get your thumb out of your mouth, you big baby. There's going to be worse <laughs> things that are heading your yes, way. sir. And that's all I can think of. And yes, when sir. I think of stories that people were willing to sit down in front of a lion for the name of Jesus. Yes. I could just, like I said, I see it in my head. I see them kneeling down, looking at a crowd of people wearing crowns in the city of crown, Mm -hmm. knowing that this letter was just given to them that says, if you die for my name, there is a crown of life waiting Waiting for for you. you. Waiting for you. And there are stories after stories of people that have done this in their life and uh, one of the most incredible and gut-wrenching books is Fox's Book of Martyrs. As they begin to, sh- he shows the history of this, and this is where some of these uh, stories have come from. But um, I, I, I heard a story one time about, I think it was in Russia, that there was a group of people trying to have church, and this is really under the the harsh communist rule of Russia. They were people trying to have church and. And uh, they went into this building. They were worshiping and singing his songs. And they had spies that would go in and see what they were doing. And there was a spy there. And then all of a sudden, here come in the the police. And and they were telling them, denounce Christ or die. Denounce Christ or die. And uh, um, and 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 there was a picture of a, of Christ on the wall. And one of the soldiers took it off and threw it down. And there was some that, that denounced Christ. Right. There was some that walked away. Mm-hmm. But there was a young lady that went uh, because they had, as the story goes, they began to killing people and shooting them at point blank and blood got on that picture. And a young lady went and knelt down and with her hair began to wipe the blood mm-hmm. off of that picture picture has no power no but the symbolism of her commitment right is powerful and we got people today that wants god to fix their problem yep but they don't want their life to be laid down before the lord mm-hmm. and so today let me let me you know this is kind of heavy <laughs> let's let's end on a victorious note right the victory is fear not fear not fear not you can overcome the enemy by simply remembering God's faithful and that you can have victory and not fear. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that, man. I, I, I'm 
I'm, uh, this is a podcast, and I'm 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 sounding preachy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of going with the job. Kind of going with God. Well, we are so thankful that you have joined us tonight, and we are in a series. If you just hit on Kingdom Lake Podcast here, and you're hearing this Smyrna, uh, we want to encourage you go back and listen to Ephesus, right. and stay tuned for the next because we're going to be talking about how that in Kingdom Strategies that there is old tactics right. with these churches years ago mm-hmm. that Jesus gave us direction. When we study them, we can find out how we can be problem solvers, victorious over things on the outside, and solving problems on the inside. Right. With this series, we are doing a seven-part series. This was Smyrna. We thank you for it. Yep. Tune in next time. We're going to be covering Pergamum. That, that's going to be... Man, that, that's a whole different church. Right. Yeah. Well, here at Kingdom Link, you know, we are a father-son tandem. We believe that leadership only matters when it's passed on. God bless you.